You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today on the show, we have Joan Michelle. Hey, Joan. Hey. Hi, Joan. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's it was nice to meet you in real life last week at the the meetup. Oh, so right. this is I exciting forgot, to have you on our show finally. I know. Um, can can you give our listeners for who may not know you kind of a background on yourself and how you got into photography and stuff like that? This is like a long, long story, but uh, love it. <laughs> we love long stories. I'm at the point in my life where I kind of don't necessarily know what to categorize myself right now mm. because I'm transitioning mm. from photography and filmmaking, but I still do both. And at the same time, I guess my story, how I would start it is that when I was 17, I didn't know necessarily what I was going to major as in college. And instead, I bought a DSLR at the time and my teacher told me, oh, why won't you do something with it? Like you keep taking photos with your (laughs) classmates. And then so I decided that I would major in photography. So I went to school and school of visual arts uh, and majored in photography. And that was my first experience doing film photography. Because when you go to school there, your first year is strictly black and white photography. And then your spring semester is color. So I got to really learn how to just take photos and develop and print. And I missed that a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So jealous. So Me jealous. Too. And um, a lot of art schools don't uh, have those facilities anymore. So I was very mm. fortunate. And then after that, my second year, I did studio photography. And then I dropped out, which a lot of people kind of get confused because they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. So because uh, I'm in <laughs> school now. Uh, and when I dropped out, I decided that. I wanted to assist more and gain more experience. And so I would work under a wedding photographer, which introduced me to a fashion photographer. And that's what I mainly do is fashion editorial photography. And then afterwards, I just decided to freelance uh, by myself for six years and had my own studio. And then after that, pretty much I went back to school now currently and decided that instead of just photography to focus also um, doing video. And yeah, so uh, like I was talking with Chris that um, it's interesting because I don't just do digital video wise. I actually do it um, analog as well, which a lot of people don't still do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's like a, a torn situation because it's like I am known for my personal work. I don't really put my commercial work out there Mm. uh so it's like sometimes I don't know what to tell people (laughs) what I do (laughs) um and and then most of the time too when I uh have to sign an NDA it's like I can't even express or say what kind of projects I'm on until they're finally out yeah so are you in school for like are you a director are you like gonna be a camera operator that's like the biggest question too (laughs) um so People automatically tell me, Joan, you're going to probably be a cinematographer, right? Because you do photos. And I'm like, not necessarily. I don't want to just, you know, assume that I'm going to do that type of job. So I've been actually experiencing other uh, fields in film. And then at the same time, so I could kind of figure out for myself whether or not that's what I want to do. And I don't want to just like disregard other fields until I could really say that that's what I want to do. But as of right now, it's it's been more directing. And cool. uh, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. 
Man, see, I, I, I have so many questions now that you just started <laughs> off with that. <laughs> because I, I too, like, I, like, love video work. And that kind of, I think the video thing is what got me into photography again, like, later in time. And, you know, I... I don't know, like all my eggs are in this photography basket thing and I don't really do the video stuff anymore. So when I do get to do it, it's just like, oh, this is that's right. I love this, too. Like, you know, you kind of I don't know. It's it's such a tough thing when you're into two things like that, because mm-hmm. it's they really eat up like all your time. You know what I mean? Like whichever one you put your heart yep. and soul into, it, it just like takes you, grabs you, chews you up, spits you out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, uh so just to hear that, you know, you're kind of balancing both is is a good thing for me right now (laughs) (laughs) it gives you hope yeah yes yes i have some hope it's interesting like a lot of people i mean you know they always ask like well do you do video and for a while i was like no i'm a photographer like you know like i was like no no that's that's for video people to do but now i'm like you know with the youtube channel i'm like i actually do enjoy that aspect of it and and like one of my major pipe dreams was to like direct something someday um Mm. So like that's really cool that you're like yeah like Timothy said like doing both because it's like yeah. we shouldn't limit ourselves really you know we can be both. Sometimes I question myself when I take a photograph. The obstacle is always trying to capture everything in a photograph, but then at the same time, mm. if I could do a video which can emulate all of that mm-hmm. with motion, then you know why not? Uh, I wouldn't take it as a shortcut, but. It's also just a different way of trying to express whatever it is that I'm trying to show. And uh, yeah, sometimes I also get this uh, comment where people think that you have to do one or the other Mm -hmm. or at the same time, um, sometimes you have to do both in order to get uh, hired. And for me, it's like I, I enjoy both. So I don't think of it as a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is I haven't put enough time into the video aspect of it. So I don't want to take a job and be like, yeah, I can do both and be like, ah, like on set freaking yeah, out or something. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I, I totally relate to that, especially when you I for me personally, I I kind of get upset when people just take on a job when they're not really uh, have that expertise behind or a background on that job. Uh, right. For me, I feel like if people really took the time to to do a certain job, I feel that they should be entitled, you know, to do it. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. And 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 just to say that you have a camera and that you're able to do it, um, and then do a bad job, then it just makes everyone else look bad in a way. Yeah. So true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's let's back up. Let's yeah. back up a little yeah, bit. Go ahead. You were talking about. You were talking about also doing analog video. So what what are you shooting like Super 8, like VHS? What are you what are you doing? What are you what are you shooting analog video? <laughs> so, I went back to school. I went back to college just to finish my undergrad. People would be like, "Oh, you're doing your masters." Like, "No, I'm doing my undergrad." And um, I wanted to just make my mom's one dying wish come true yeah right yeah so (laughs) i just like for her it's like no matter how much i get published or all the jobs that i do it's like it's just not enough it doesn't comprehend to her compared to a degree so uh, i now i'm majoring in film and because i have experience working on set all the students are much younger than me uh-huh. and, and and like I don't ever want to make them feel bad because you know when they see my projects and then compare theirs you know it's obviously at a different level but we're at like in the same class so the faculty in my department is very nice to me that they let me just take whatever classes I want I don't have to follow the curriculum oh wow yeah because I've uh, proved that I know what I do and (laughs) so yeah so it's uh, one of the classes was a 16 millimeter class and I didn't even know my school uh even had that so yeah. the the class is pretty much you learn how to uh shoot with a bolex or a aries and uh, you act we have the the table where you cut 
and and splice so it's it's really hands-on and then um you know you you have the old monitor trying to figure out how you want to put the film together they don't let you do it in post on digital so then um, wow that's awesome and then they um show they screen your film um at an old school movie theater that um, actually the Joker film was shot. I was an extra, but I wasn't in that scene. <laughs> um, but um, Rad. so so it was pretty mind blowing because my first year now going back to school last year um, when my 16 millimeter got chosen and it was screened in this old, old movie theater. It, it just like blew my mind the fact that one one day you know one of my work could be like yes. in an amc theater or something like that yes. I don't know. Yes. so it made my like dream like closer to to reality and then a small world uh long story short uh i i'm hosting a, a film club in my school and um i was like going to every class telling them about encouraging students to join and then one of the professors she was like oh you know i really liked your 16 millimeter last year and then so to encourage the students to you know be fulfilled with the idea that you know they shouldn't dread school because you never know what could happen so that 16 millimeter film despite how experimental it was led me to get a job and um do behind the scenes for sierra um at met gala Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I told everyone, I was like, you never know your school assignment. Despite you could post it on YouTube or Instagram, um, you don't know who's going to see it. And, you know, you never know. Like for me, I was in the middle of finals and then I get a phone call. It's like leaving class and um, her producer um, so small world, I actually do know her hairstylist. It's not like out of the blue, <laughs> um, but, um, he happened to see my 16 millimeter film and I guess he showed it to her and they asked me if I could document her in film. And I was like, that's not going to happen, especially with nowadays, everyone wants things, uh, instantly. So yeah. the yeah. fact that if yeah. I filmed her, she wouldn't get the result right, right away. So I said that, you know, I could do my best to emulate it. In a, in a sense but uh yeah it's just the idea that I did this project for myself and I didn't know that it would you know get to somewhere bigger and then the fact that right after taking exam I have to like uber now to New York and like <laughs> <laughs> grab all my camera wow. equipment and I never yeah. met her so it was very like nerve-wracking because it's like everything was so new and I don't know what to expect. I was like, I don't know if she's nice or mean or mm-hmm. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it actually turned mm-hmm. out really good. And then um, the crazy thing is like she asked me to uh, join her in the car to go on the red carpet where, you know, everyone's known for like standing and taking photos and stuff like that. And I got out of the car and then I saw all these celebrities. I just got starstruck. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'm supposed to be doing my job, but then, like, there's, like, you know, Dwayne Wade right in front of me. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) And I was like, how can I function right now? But like I said, I just, you know, like to share that story uh, because I just feel that a lot of people sometimes feel like they do personal work and they just think that, you know, it's just it's for nothing. It's just for themselves, which is also a good thing. You know, sometimes you have to fulfill that creative urge, but sometimes you never know, too. It could go somewhere else. Yeah, that's such a good story. Right? Like, I'm glad you shared that because that it, it's just amazing, like how far like passion and stuff that you the, like personal work, you know, like I'm so passionate about that stuff. And, you know, just the fact that somebody saw it, got it in the right hands. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, you're standing next to the rock on the red carpet. <laughs> and <you> have it. <laughs> yeah, you it's never just know. wild how. Yeah, you never know. Like, you never know. That's so cool. How do you feel like your photography fits into your like cinematography and all that stuff? Like, how do you soup all that together and and kind of make it work? So when it comes to creating short films that I'm working on, I have a moleskin that is designated to storyboarding. So Mm, when I storyboard for my films, I I, uh, actually sometimes I'll take photos from other movies or photos that I see on Instagram, anything that... I know for sure I want the scene to look like. So that's still that photograph. Yeah. Will eventually, you know, accumulate because um, once you have, let's say, once you capture or collect, let's say, 
10 photos. Those 10 photos will be the D photos that will project what it is going to like look like as a whole. Um, I wish I could just like whoop out my moleskin and then everyone can see this, (laughs) but everyone's just hearing my voice. Um, But that's how I I usually kind of intertwine photography. Well, still wise to, I guess, more video. Uh, I don't know if you you also mean like lighting and stuff like that, too. Yeah, because those are like kind of two different beasts almost like portrait lighting and like cinema lighting. Yeah, in a sense. Uh, for me, I, I just see it all the same for some That's reason. Good. Yeah, um, because for me, I when uh, the other day we were location scouting for a, a short film that we're actually going to film Thursday. And uh, the way how I see, let's say when I'm walking around and I see uh, a scene where I feel like I want to photograph is kind of the same idea or concept when I want to film it as well. Uh, so I don't think of it very differently that's good (laughs) yeah i get that i feel like i don't see any differently if i'm doing video or photo like it's all kind of the same well the only reason why i brought that up is because like doing stills on movie sets and like watching these grips set up like all these crazy lights you know like you know i'm like damn i wish i could be i should shadow a grip for a day and just be like show me all your ways of cinema lighting Man, you know, yeah. that's like you crazy. should you should soak it all in man it all it is, is just more help to do right. you know more things kind of thing right cool joan i wanted to ask you do you still have your studio i saw that you got you were like sharing a studio a while ago yeah so our studio is called armory lab it's in a art museum here in jersey city new jersey i share it with five other guys it's literally i'm the only female uh they call me the queen bee (laughs) and and, um please take it respect (laughs) and uh i i i originally had you know a studio before with my best friend and uh it's just like from one location to the other you know it's the fact that where we have our studio right now it's like pretty much like in the middle of the city where there's a lot of other artists and the fact that it's it, you just can't beat it instead of just having it in a warehouse kind of scene. It's it's in an art museum facility, and all of my uh, studio mates are all analog photographers too. Oh wow! And oh, nice. um, so it's cool that we share that passion to shoot analog. And uh, yeah, this is pretty much it. <laughs> I'm like dreaming of a studio space. As of late, I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out some other projects uh, for the future. But yeah, their studio is like, ah, someday. <laughs> for me, ever since I got to work in a studio, it made me kind of not, it, 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 it was very hard for me to adjust photographing outside. Mm. I don't know if mm. other people relate to that, but I get that comment a lot too, where some people, they're, they would ask me, oh, how do you do studio lighting? Because I always just shoot outside. I don't have a studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas me, it's like I feel like I've been so used to shooting inside the studio that I don't know how to right. shoot outside. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I um, I was just I just <laughs> I, I was I was feeling the photo itch the other day. So I basically yeah. was like, babe, let me fo- take your picture. So we like <laughs> I <had> saw that. <laughs> set up uh, <laughs> studio in our in our kitchen like it's like our kitchen's also the living room so it's like one big wide space but there's a pole right in the middle that like just is in the way (laughs) so in my old apartment i was able to like move the couch and have all the space but um that damn pole like messes it messes everything up so i'm like (laughs) i need to get back into an actual studio i need the space you know like that's that's the one thing that i like about when i listen to podcasts or or interviews is because I like to hear the backstory of how people uh, started their journey. And mm-hmm. for me, to, uh, talking about studio, it's it's one thing when people are like, "Wow, you have a studio!" But you know, I remember having to to photograph always at my house, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I totally relate to what you said. And um, it got to the point where I just kind of got self conscious, and I didn't want everyone to be at my house. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I, I photographed a band of five guys and a girl in my parents' living room. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like with my dad, like walking around, like 
No, my my dad like would carry the backdrop stands yeah, with me, yeah. and I'd be like, "No, not that wall, this yeah, wall." And we yeah. were just like circling the whole room until we could figure out like where would the best lighting be, and like my dog walking around. It's mm-hmm. just like it was just too much, and yeah. I, I I was just like, "Okay, now we really need to like get a real studio." Yeah, it makes yeah. all the difference. Yeah, yeah. I I've only ever it's funny I've only ever shot in a studio one time, and it was with this like contortionist girl oh yeah it was her idea you know we were just like talking through instagram and stuff and it was like we need to do some photos together sometime and we she was like i know this awesome place and i go there and he's like do you want me to pull lights for you do you want me to do this and i'm just like what is this world right now like people are you know like it can be that easy like i don't have to you know like walk all over town and trying to find a little nook to do a portrait Uh session or something like it's oh man yeah i I wish I did more of that because, you know, there's so much to learn on that aspect of things, too. Yeah. Uh, something uh, experience that I could share is that uh, there, there, there's like the pros and cons with photographing, let's say, people outside or in studio. For me, I was just saying to someone the other day that when it comes to to creating a photo shoot or a test shoot in studio, like I get so stressed out planning it planning uh, planning mm-hmm. like the whole team and coordinating it and yep. then, and and then when it's like outdoors it's more of like trying to yeah find a place to mm-hmm. like get ready yep. and like yeah. you know yeah. do other things and so you know there's like the ups and downs in doing one or the other i have actually have a shoot tomorrow and i like went out and kind of walked around the neighborhood and like took pictures with my phone of like possible spots and uh See how it goes tomorrow. <laughs> should be good. Well, I mean, since this is a film photography podcast, we should probably talk about your film photography a little bit. What yeah. what kind of stuff are you shooting? Like what what are your what are your cameras, your film stocks, your your fun in in film photography? What are you doing with that stuff? So when it comes to film photography, oh man. I feel like the biggest camera hoarder sometimes that I had to stop. <laughs> it, it literally yeah, you're was talking to the biggest right yeah. now. <laughs> no, I saw Chris's uh, tweet and I was like, oh, no, I was like, I relate to this too much uh, and to the point <laughs> where I really needed to stop because over here in Jersey, we have a lot of thrift stores. When I went to Cali last year, like it was like bare. Like I went to every mm. thrift store mm-hmm. I could go to and there was like nothing. It's like everyone knew to like get the old <laughs> film cameras there. Even yep, in Rochester yep. too, there's like no film cameras. Like I, I really was like shocked. So in Jersey, luckily, like I don't know now, I haven't gone, but I would always that would be my first go-to even like it got to the point where my mom already knew like before she would question like oh you're here to buy clothes i'm like no i'm trying to look for cameras uh and so (laughs) i have like a shelf that's filled with cameras but i i showed chris i had when i went to the photo meetup in the city i had the canon eos 1v so we were yeah. uh, talking about how, you know, the fact that it was compatible with the other FD, I mean, yeah, the EF lenses, sorry. And that's why I got that camera so I could use my DSLR lenses with a film camera. And then, uh, but before that, I was always, if you watch my uh, YouTube videos, I always usually use the Yashica Mat 124G. Uh, because I always wanted the square format and the, the just to be able to hold a TLR. I don't know. It's just different. Yeah, it is. It's so much fun. Yeah. I love shooting mine, too. Yeah. yeah. And um, small story with my Yashica Mat 124G. So, like, one... That sounds like a, like a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, when I went to Photoville last year, not this year, I didn't go. Um, last year, it was, it was, I think Joe Greer, he, he hosted like one of the Leica meetups and everyone was, you know, so excited to meet him. And then they wanted to photograph him. And, and it was like the whole point of the meetups to get to know oh, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, That's uh, photographers for you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then so, you know, I was just like minding my own business, photographing everything else. And then, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm here. Uh, and so I, I, it doesn't hurt to just get one photo of him. So then, yeah, yeah. yeah and then, and then, <laughs> and then it was, it was pretty funny because he didn't, you know, really wanted to like, 
you know, be uh, in front of the camera for everyone. But then when he saw me holding my Yashika, like, he would, like, froze. He was like, oh, my gosh, I really like that camera. Like, are you going to take a photo of me? (laughs) And I was like, "Um, sure, you know. And so, yeah, so then I did. And then and then I was just like. Oh man, everyone's gonna kill me now because they wanted to take a photo of him. And then <laughs> I just happened to have the right camera, I guess. Right, yeah, you had the right one. Yeah. Man. And uh, my my camera that I always usually bring when I walk around is my Canonet um, QL yeah. seventeen. Uh, it's it's interesting because I I believe in like things are meant to be as much as um, I like to thrift too, and it's easy I guess to go on eBay. But for me, it's like the cameras that I have an eye on. I feel like they have to magically appear. Like right. I don't. Yeah. I, I, oh I, no, I, I love that. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> like to just like you know buy it because then it just ruins the spontaneity of it. Mm-hmm. And so when um, I got my Canonet. I I was like looking on eBay and stuff, but then I was just like, oh, I don't want to bid and all these things. It's just too much work. And then the one day I went to Unique Photo, I it was in the in the glass, <laughs> and then I was talking to a sales associate. I was like, oh, um, is that a Canonet? He's like, yeah, I think it's like fifty bucks. And I was like, no way, no way, fifty yeah, bucks. Yeah, I was like, no way. And then I was just like, you know, for me because of this addiction i know yeah, the price uh-huh. is yeah, in yeah. my uh-huh. head and so i was like oh i got it's a steal i have to get it hopefully it works that's like the biggest thing too hopefully it works yeah i know um, yep, yep. and then it, it does so and then now people are just like oh you have this camera i'm like yeah but, if, uh, but then i was like i think it was meant for like me because it was there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> because if it wasn't then it wouldn't be there but yeah those are most most of, i don't have any point and shoots i actually like sold all of those um really yeah I, I like for me when i went to hong kong and then to know that it, it's such a hype to get point and shoot cameras mm-hmm. it, it's like it kind of bothers me how expensive they are now yeah i know and yeah. so um i don't know it's like um i i was in the yesterday i was at the photo lab developing film and then there was like so many kids with like disposable cameras and i was like you know it's pretty much kind of the same concept a little bit so it's like if i really needed that (laughs) i would just get a disposable camera did you did you have anything good that you let go (sighs) i don't even want to think about it because it's gonna make me cry (laughs) (laughs) Um, nothing like rare rare um when i was in la though last year i was at a coffee shop um and i remember this girl she had to use the restroom and she left she had like the 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 miju whatever um oh yeah oh yeah epic yeah Yeah. and she left it on the table and she just went to go use the restroom and i'm like are you crazy i was like i was like this i was like Oh man! If I wasn't a good person, I would. It would be gone. But no, she came back, and the camera was still there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, I'm looking at my stash of cameras. I'm like, you know, and I feel guilty. I want to see. That's what I told myself. Until I use all of these cameras or make a video with them for YouTube, yeah. I'm not going to buy more cameras. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I would go thrifting and would just have to buy everything they had just to kind of save it from Mm -hmm. being. And then I just find myself with like 50 cameras sitting in my closet in a in a like one of those Tupperware totes. (laughs) And it's just like, am I ever going to use these? Like, so I kind of made a made a vow that I would stop buying every single thrifted camera. But if something like you said, you know, there's there's a couple secret spots that we have around here still that aren't like all fished out so like there's an occasional yashika floating around in there or like something cool like there was a cannonette there there was the oh what was that other yashika it was like a, the rangefinder one uh the electro or whatever there's yeah. an electro mm-hmm. there a black one and i i said no i was like i was good about it I was like, <laughs> no, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend the 60 bucks and buy it even though it's like a pretty good deal for what it is like uh you know i don't know so i feel you there I'm not going to buy anything else until I use what I have. <laughs> if you ever find a Yashica T4 or T5, like there's there's certain ones that I would, you know, oh. I'm I'm secretly hope, like yeah. wishing that my time will come and my Yashica T4 for, you know, $1.50 will come my <laughs> way. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like 
a post on Reddit or the the infamous like like a camera this girl thrifted or whatever for like ten dollars or something, and I was just like, wow. what are Why the not odds? Me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or someone just made a meme just to like make everyone yeah. feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent That's me so a message true. a while ago that they found a contacts T two at a thrift store for like ten bucks. Wow. And it was a gold one. Wow. I don't believe that. Come on. <laughs> uh, and I saw something recently too on like Instagram. I forget what it was. Like somebody found something and they're like, shit you not, I found this. Like it wasn't a this isn't a joke. And I kind of felt the same way. I was like, Really? You really yeah. found that in this day and age with yeah. how popular this stuff is? Are like the, aren't those days come over? On. It feels like it. Yeah. Feels like it. Man. Yeah. <sighs> So you said a lab. You're at a lab. Do you mm-hmm. do you develop and stuff, or you just send stuff to the lab? Like you were picking it up, or do you ever do any developing at home, or do you have a dark room you go to, or anything like that? I haven't developed since I was in college, and uh, uh, I still have my tank and stuff, but I just I don't have the time. Yeah. I uh, go to uh, a film lab in Brooklyn. Uh, shout outs to them because they are the nicest Chinese couple ever. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> I really support small businesses. Um, not that oh, I have yeah. anything yeah. against, yeah, yeah. Um, anything franchise, but for me, it's like to have to know their story and the fact that they're, you know, been there for years and that's you know all they've ever done as a business ever since they moved to America. So it's, it's just such a great Aww, story. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And love that. Yeah, I guess it does take time to develop, or I'd probably be developing every single day and stop <laughs> stacking up on so much film. <laughs> I feel like I have, I'm so behind on developing. I still have film from when my parents were in town a couple weeks ago. It's like, I don't know how you sleep with without, with just like knowing that they're sitting there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I've heard on previous episodes, and then you always mention how you have film, like, you know, still awaiting. And for me, it's like, yeah. I I have this urge to always yeah. go to the film lab. Like, as, as long as I have, like, maybe, like, three, like, I don't, yeah. don't want to just come in with one role. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, I'll make a trip and then, yeah, just develop. And, and then I actually scan it myself because, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like that's my... Th- Therapeutic, like therapeutic moment is like uh, scanning yeah. and editing yeah. film uh, compared to, I mean, also developing is too, but it's just a lot of more like managing to, to put all of the stuff together. I found myself, you know, shooting the role, developing it two uh-huh. hours, like after I got home. And I mean, it might as well just like shoot a digital camera if I'm going to do it like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. If there's stuff that like I shot that I want to see, you yeah. know, I'm like, I know that shot's on there. I need to get to it. Like, yeah, I'll prioritize my time and, and bang it out. But yeah, like lately, I've just kind of really been into letting it sit for a couple weeks and then developing it. It just feels more, I don't know more special you know like it just seems like oh yeah it's a memory too like i don't shoot for anything other than myself and i know i've said it a million times (laughs) i i just like i like that fact of like i'm in no hurry you know like this is just my love my stress my passion my whatever like i'm in no rush to to see what's on there sometimes i am don't get me wrong but like most of the time i'm just kind of chilling For me, going with what you were saying, like, I I, I totally agree with the idea of, like, you know, not knowing and then forgetting and then, you know, looking Mm -hmm. back and you remembering what you shot. Um, I think maybe maybe because me and Chris agree that making YouTube videos, it's like you have to like, you know, when you after you shoot, you feel like you have to develop it because for me, it's like I have to you know, put in my video or else it yep. kind of won't be relevant anymore. Right. So it's yeah. like if, if Chris went to New York and then she posted it <laughs> yeah. months later, it's like it's like not the same. Yeah. No, I get that. I used to always incorporate my developing into my videos. When I used to make videos all the time, like it would be a part of it because I loved shooting that sequence was always my favorite time of shooting my little developing sequences. Yeah, it's, we it's, missed it's, those, it's Timothy. A part of it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, <laughs> why you haven't been, you know, on your YouTube channel. Well, I just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again. You know, you kind of just get in a groove and it feels safe. But yeah. I've really been working on something that I'm really proud of that I 
I don't know. I've really been inspired by like long-term projects lately, like not long-term, but like having something there instead of saying I'm going to do something. Cause it's so easy to be like, don't worry guys, I'm working on this video. It's going to be out yeah. next week. You know, like I really want, I, I have this project that I started just recently, like about a month ago, I started it and I started filming it from the beginning. I don't want to give too much away because I want it to kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. And people you gotta to be, be like, like oh shit, he was doing something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just it's, drop it's, it. I'm, I'm coming out with the film photography lemonade album and it's going <laughs> yeah. to, it's going to be hard. Like I can't wait. Like I'm so excited. I haven't even said anything to Chris about it. Like That's... nobody knows what I've been doing, but I also want to do little things, but I feel like I need to get ahead first. Mm-hmm. I want to be like a chunk ahead of time with this project. So I do go through with it. I have a real problem with like feeling like I'm cheating on a relationship when I'm working on YouTube because Mm. I love photography so much and I love shooting and I love like not having to worry about setting a camera up and catching things that it was really taking away from my photography. And I don't ever want it to be like that again. That's why I haven't made a YouTube video in a while because I just love photography too much, you know, I am kind of. I'm filming something behind the scenes of something really cool that I've kind of teased throughout, but nobody knows that I've been teasing it. So it's kind of, it's fun. I don't know. You'll see. You'll see in about a month, I think, is when I'll start really pushing, or after Christmas. So I'd say like 2020, just to really guarantee like it's going to come. Woo! But I probably have like like 15 to 30 hours worth of footage of stuff that I've done. It involves music and involves like making a zine and like all kinds of stuff. Like I've already been working on it. I've kind of teased it on the show before, but like, again, I just don't want to be like, it's going to be out Thursday. Yeah. yeah, There's so much pressure of it not being what I wanted to do. Like there's so many times I've uploaded videos just because I had to, because there are people like waiting for it. And I I don't like that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's hard to like, you know, I, you know, try to find the time to do both, you know, and then, I, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before on the show, but it's it's like, you know, what do you want to focus on? Right. Like, do you want to focus? Yeah. like I haven't really done a shoot yeah. for myself in this many months because I was doing the YouTube, which is not bad. I have fun doing that, too. But I miss, you know, like you said, you miss photography. I want it to be a bit more about that. Um, so, like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to like having two passion projects, you know, and which which yeah. comes first or what do you put first or, you know. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. But Joan, how's your channel going? I saw there was a moment where you thought you were going to throw it all away or quit, huh? Yeah, we had this conversation a week ago. Mm -hmm. And coincidence, like I didn't even know I was going to meet you in person. So it kind of (laughs) like went to full circle. Uh, So what you just said, pretty much I totally relate to. Mm -hmm. I was like on the groove of creating content every week. And then to the point where I just was like, okay... I think like I was kind of draining and or drowning in all of that. And then I, I stopped and yeah, we just had this whole conversation because now there's a lot of up and coming YouTubers in the film community. And then I was like, oh no, yeah. like, yeah, um, not that it was a bad <laughs> thing, more like, like it, it got me inspired to, to want to come back. And so when I, I I just came back from Nashville and I saw that you live in Tennessee. Yeah, I, yeah. I just saw that and I was like, "What? Why didn't you text me? Come on!" Because like it's not it, it's my first time and um and I was, I was there for a wedding. I was photographing a wedding that my sister was in, but at the same time, like I wasn't there too long, so I wish I could stay longer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, next time, next time you have to let me know. Yeah, <laughs> and and for me, it's like uh. I didn't, I actually, I'm like, none of my friends knew I was going. So I didn't publicize it on Instagram. I know I told Chris just because, you know, we were talking on Instagram, but I didn't say that I was there because I just wanted to be present in the moment. And Mm -hmm. so I photographed and I just uploaded on YouTube um, just the photos I shot in Nashville. And uh, yeah, I actually was surprised because I don't really ever shoot landscape. But I was just like, you know, try to do something different. But yeah, yeah. when it comes to the whole uh, YouTube topic, this gets deep. <laughs> 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 um, we had this whole conversation about 
I don't even know. We could, well, thank God this is all getting edited in different, <laughs> but, um, we were talking about how there's not that much, uh, female representation on YouTube, especially in the film community. And it striked me one time when I got a comment that, uh, someone who would watch my videos was really happy in watching them because he wasn't watching a bearded man who looks hipster and he said that was like refreshing that it would be someone different and I was like you know I, I understood what he meant but I was surprised that he even like commented something like that and and at the same time I think there's only like one female photographer and I don't even really think she shoots analog but like that's like the only person I've seen that really shows that they're dedicated in into you know doing photography uh, on YouTube and so for me when I created my YouTube channel I just did it really seriously for fun like yeah I, I don't have the time really to be honest like I'm a full-time student I work uh, as a yeah. freelance so I don't have time to to just do or dedicate all the extra time to just do YouTube and I respect anyone who who does that yeah but uh, so for me I just did it for fun and then I included like my friends and studio mates and whoever just wanted to be a part of it and that's also how I met a lot of new friends because they mm -hmm. would watch me on YouTube and then they would want to um, hang out and I was uh, also mentioning that the new YouTubers who are coming out like they're in my area it's not like we're in a different country and uh some of them i met you know uh personally here and there and they're nice people but they've never they've always seemed like a click and they've never seemed to like you know um reach out and like kind of want other people to join them on their like you know photo hangouts and meetups mm -hmm. and for me it's like i love film photography because not only the fact that of the of the medium, but the people that I get to meet mm -hmm. and collaborate with. And, you know, like um, I just saw uh, Chris's New York video and how it's just cool to to just like be able to nerd out. Right. Yeah, that was so <laughs> fun. That so, was so fun. So for me, it's like these people that I would watch on YouTube, like they seem so cool. Uh, and I think they are cool and I'd, I'd like to hang out with them. But why do, why do they seem so unapproachable? It's like, I've always thought celebrities are unapproachable, mm -hmm. you know, but now with yeah. social media, things seem much more like, uh, a, like it's able possible. So the fact that there seems still like this gray area of a boundary that why we can't um, socialize, like, it kind of bothers me some. Uh, so that's why I kind of stopped making videos because I, I didn't want to seem like I conformed to that. Right. And um, at the same time now, going back on YouTube and, and, and creating this uh, video of me like venting uh, how I feel, I was pretty much literally saying like, I want people to reach out if they're in the area. Uh, I created a photo social club at my studio, which is not just... Um, restricted to Jersey people. Uh, I've even had people who <laughs> came from New York and they come. It's a, So I created a club that is like pretty much a monthly thing where people... I love that. Who can... who? So I always get this question, literally. I feel like every <laughs> photographer probably gets this question. It's like, oh, I do photography, but like, you know, I'm scared to show it, uh, I, mm -hmm. but I want to show you. So it's kind of like... Some people get intimidated because they think that the only place they can show their photos are either to their friends or like on social media. But then they yeah. feel like they're, it's not attainable to to have it in a museum or an exhibition or whatever. And for me, I was just like, there are people who want to show what they photograph whether it's on an iPhone or anything. And so I created the photo social club so they could just bring their photos there. And then just talk about it. And I love that. There's no judgment. And sometimes, like, it could get so vulnerable where people really want to express uh, what, what, whatever story is behind these photos. And so, and then you feel better because you, you know, for example, I have a certain amount of photos that are related to a certain topic, let's say, like, anxiety, and then someone else... Uh -huh came through with another bunch of photos for about the same topic you you just never know 
that someone else in the same room as you relates to something that you're going through and just on Instagram, unless they write it in their caption or you just don't know what's the story behind their photography. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I wanted to create a space for (laughs) people to, to be able to just share their work because I, I, I know that there's not just only the people we see on social media or on YouTube who are photographers. There are a lot of talented people, but they just don't know where to share their work. Do you guys ever share work? Speaking of sharing work on the um, film photography, like Facebook? Uh, what do you mean? Wait, can you? There's, there, yeah, there's a film photography like like uh, Facebook group where you can just like share work, and I'm mm-hmm. always like tempted to, but I'm so scared to share. Like you're saying, like people being scared to share work. It's like, yeah. hi, hi, me. That's literally me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll show it on like my Instagram, but like then I'll like oh I'll like archive it because I don't think it like fits in with the rest of it or like you know like that that's like you hit a nail on the head. That's really cool that you'd offer that to to have people come and hang out and meet in real life and like share their work without judgment. So when it when it comes to Facebook photography groups, that's a, a, another topic that I like to discuss that I, I don't participate in anymore. But I think one of the biggest photography Facebook groups is the negative feedback group. And for a lot of people, a lot of people are uh, I don't want to say scared. A lot of people are intimidated to post on that group because majority are male. And also there's this like sort of clickiness going on. And for me, I feel like I've always been like, if I'm confident in my work, if I know I'm happy with what I produce, then I don't really care if I post it and what people are going to say, because I know I gave my hundred. However, I do, I don't tolerate when people disrespect people's work. I feel that, you know, if you have something negative to say, like literally you could say it in a constructive way, but there's no need to bash somebody. And there, there have been many times on that group where people will feel bad and not want to, you know, post again. And that makes me sad because despite I might not know these people, it's like, there's no one that needs to be shunned. <laughs> it's just, right. you know, photos. And at the same time, it's like, let's say like if if photography is the one thing that I love to do and you are the reason why that I don't do that anymore, that's really mm. sad. Yeah. And, that is yeah. Sad. And I would, I would never want to like make someone not want to, you know, go for their dreams. Like that's just very unfortunate. So for me... I always tell people, it's like, don't care about what people say. Like, literally, that's the most cliche thing ever. But it's literally (laughs) like, if you really put your whole heart and soul into something, like, just post it. And for me, on that on that group, especially like I would get a lot of likes when it let's say like over 200. I remember I was in Hong Kong before I flew out. I posted the photos I shot and 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 got back and and then I was like I don't know what people are going to say. They're probably not going to like it. And I just came back. Yeah. I came back from my flight and then all of a sudden it's like I get a ton of notifications and it's not about the the validation. It's just me just trying to you know, I want everyone to pretty much whoever's listening is that you just never know. I think this whole this whole conversation mm-hmm. is like you never know. So you should never assume that everyone's going to not like your work. Right. Yeah. So what, regardless, just just post it everywhere because you never know what's going to happen. I love that. And feel free to post it on the Analog Talk yeah. Facebook group, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I kind of, I, I kind of like stop participating in any Facebook group yeah. just, just because like, you know, for me, it's like, I'm, like, I don't know, even my Instagram, my Instagram is just my work, but also like I, to each their own. But for yeah. me, it's like, I don't like to post like everything that I'm up to or everything that I'm doing because yeah because I just feel like um at the end of the day it's like uh, no matter what I make will be relevant regardless if I show it now or later so with with Tim saying that he hasn't developed his photos (laughs) you know you're not it's not it's not the end of the world if he doesn't show it right now (laughs) thank you very true yeah exactly (laughs) because now 
Now I feel bad that I haven't developed these photos. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back with a listener question for Joan right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this question comes from our good buddy, Robert Lanes. He asks, Joan, do you have more more joy from shooting film or shooting video? I'm trying to think how I would answer that. Okay. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. So when it comes to film and video, kind of like what we said a little bit earlier, they're not really so different to me because I, I, it's just to me, I, I take it as stills and then just multiple stills combined into one (laughs) so but as of right now i i I enjoy more filming my short films than than photographing stills just because like i said i could elaborate more on my idea Mm -hmm. so uh, a project that i currently am working on is a short film that is about these young skaters who are it's about uh, illegal immigration, and at the same time, it's all in Spanish. I do not speak Spanish. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so I wanted to challenge myself because I always watch films and I kind of question when it's always like, let's say, a black director with a black cast or like crazy rich Asians. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against that, but for me, it's like, I understand the idea of if, let's say, me, someone who's Asian, does a different type of film related to a different ethnicity, you know, there could be definitely a lot of complications. But I feel like if you do your research and you really, like, you know, do the pre-production well, then it shouldn't have a problem. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, that's a film that we're gonna actually shoot on Thursday, and I don't Break know when leg. it's coming out. Yeah, and <laughs> um, for me, it's like I wanted to focus more on social issues and 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 like things that are happening nowadays that are occurring. And like I said, I just want to challenge and not just do something aesthetically pleasing or visually pleasing. That's because usually that's what I more focus on and maybe that's because of my photography background that I do things more uh just think of the visual but not the narrative so yeah that's so cool yeah that's so cool great answer yeah (laughs) man so we had a not so film photography related question come in as well and it was from at max hugh artas hugh artas and he wanted to know what your favorite movie was which I kind of want to know too since you're like the film buff Uh uh-huh to be honest, I'm not a film buff before until I <laughs> no seriously. I I used to feel bad because when I would start classes in regards to film, everyone would know the typical cult films and mm. I was like yeah, I've yeah. never seen them and then I had to like really, you know, sit down and like force myself to like watch films that we really, you know, always talk about and at the same time films that are like made way way back before i was even born i have to like even be educated or knowledgeable about so definitely the way how i see films is totally different Mm -hmm. so i i I guess i would like to give two two choices which is like one more modern and then one old school film for me it would be i don't know if you guys are familiar with the director wong kar wai uh, he 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 does no. more um, Chinese cinematic films and they're very, very dramatic. But the but the shots are so good, like the music score, everything. And uh, a particular film is uh, In the Mood for Love. I really, oh. really like that film uh, or Chongqing Express. Yeah, those are two must uh, watch films. And uh, another one 
so the modern one would be Whiplash because my oh, other favorite yeah. <laughs> director is uh, Damien Chazelle. And uh, I relate to Whiplash a lot, which people kind of start getting scared because they're like, why? Like, it was so intense. That's how intense photography is for us. (laughs) (laughs) But um, my uh, long story short, my birthday celebration last year was to host a film screening. And the film I chose was Whiplash. And I invited my my art teacher. So this all correlates. So when I was in high school, I... I didn't know what I wanted to pursue. Originally, I wanted to do fashion design until I realized I didn't know how to, I didn't like sewing. (laughs) And then so instead, (laughs) I, uh, you know, that same teacher that I spoke about earlier, he, considering that I should do photography, he would always tell me like, to do better and to to, he would always be super strict about um how i would draw because i was in an art program he would very be very very stern in how he would teach the class and i would cry i would cry because it'd be like so intense and then so um now that i am 27 and i uh hosted this film screening in regards to whiplash and i invited him so he could see wow um that you know that was kind of the impact that he had on me but in a more positive light where you know i now can look back 10 years later and respect the fact that the reason of how he would teach and stuff really got to me in a, in a way where I'm more focused in what I do and I'm still Mm. doing photography. So, yeah. I had a teacher like that. (laughs) Did you really? I was like racking my brain. None of none of my teachers were like that. No. I mean, he that I mean, that guy in that movie was like brutal. Yeah, no, my 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 teacher is very brutal. But like he in in, and and, but nowadays it's like um, I would I would come over um, and visit his family. So like everything's Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And 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 and, and, um, uh, speaking of photo plus, he like paid for one of my um, memberships one year because Uh I I really felt uninspired. And I thought like photography was like not going to work out. And mm-hmm. so then he he looked it up. He uh, even though I've already been to Photo Plus before, but I never told him about it. But I guess he Googled. He's like maybe trying to find ways into like spark some like inspiration. And wow. then he bought me a ticket. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, so I guess we got to give you the tough questions. Mm-hmm. The, the, the final questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joan. Okay. If you could only pick one camera for the rest of your life mm-hmm. on the desert island, can't get off, <laughs> what would it be and why? See, I don't want to give the cliche answer because I also like the cliche answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, no cliche answers here. No, but every time I hear an episode, see, I, I admit, see, this is proof that I listen to analog talk. <laughs> so the fact that most of the photographers that answer this question always says a Leica M6. And I'm like, yeah, I agree sometimes too, you know, but I'm not going to go that route. <laughs> oh, okay. Curveball. Uh, yeah. And then the other one I was also torn about is Mamiya 6. And I was like, what is with number six foot? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, it, it gets, it's hard because it's like, what am I, you know, what is my use for it? So, for me, I think my one and only first love was always my Yashika Matt. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and it's crazy because, like, sometimes I think about selling it and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. No. I, think, I, I think to a head where I'm like, if I have a family, all these things, like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to, like, yeah. hand it down. <laughs> but it's like, that's not even relevant right now. But out of all the cameras I've acquired <laughs> it's like the yashika mat oh is, is is very like something that resonates with me like and i always you know carry everywhere no matter where i travel and it's always an icebreaker conversation but yeah at the same yeah. time um yeah sometimes i think about when i when i think about this question i was like oh man when they ask me this like how am i gonna <laughs> respond and i think about like the you know the versatility and like what what i would use it for but in the end of the day it's like i just go with my gut feeling and that's gonna be my answer 
great answer. answer. That's a good answer. I'm glad you swung back around and said that one. Yeah. 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 It's a classic. Uh I mean, it's a classic. Man, so then what uh what is your your white whale? What are you lusting after? Is there anything that you've had your eye on for a while that you you haven't you haven't gotten yet? So that's that's literally the the first two cameras that I mentioned, <laughs> which are which is the M six and the Mamiya six. Like those are the two mm-hmm. cameras that um I've always looked at every time I go into the camera store mm-hmm. or um sometimes. The Hasselblad 2, the 500CM, um, I've shot with that oh, yeah. a few times. Um, but always, I don't know, it's it's always a rotation of those three cameras. The, the rest are, it's like, I would use it maybe once and then that's it. But those are the three cameras that I would always think about and i and i know myself it's like if i set the goal i will eventually <laughs> get it and i'm like oh, oh yeah. No. yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's how it happens man you set your mind to it yeah. and the next thing you know you're a proud owner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like my most accomplished moment yeah. i bought that m6 but no but the thing is it's like like i said the journey it's all about the like the whole journey and so it's like when if i already end up getting those cameras it's like what what's next and then i feel like that's all and i and i agree with that because i feel like for the longest time i too was like i'm buying an m6 i'm just gonna put my put my mind to it and i'm gonna make it happen you know i'm just gonna stop buying all these little rinky dink cameras and i'm just gonna wait and it's gonna happen and now i kind of feel like i'm at the point where i'm just gonna wait it out and if it happens it happens because what i have my little arsenal right now is like so perfect for what i do like i haven't really been lusting lately you know i'm just kind of like chilling you're lucky because that's all i've been doing lately is lusting it happens so it comes in waves like (sighs) next week i'm sure i'll be like man, what was I thinking? Like when I'm editing this, I'll be like, I'm a moron. Like I must've been having a good night of not wanting a camera because, but I, I just feel like lately I've just felt really content, you know, and not to say that things don't just stumble across like the last yeah. camera I bought, it just kind of stumbled on fell on my lap. So I bought it. And I don't know if I'm, a, if I'm meant to have an M6 or like a Hasselblad, it's meant to be in my life. Like it'll just, I think it's going to happen. So yeah. just like everything else has happened, you know? Yeah, well, I mean that's what I that's pretty like, much like said earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said yeah, earlier. Yeah. Like it'll it'll, it'll yeah. happen upon you at the right time. Mm-hmm. So just say like a prayer. Like I wanna, I wanna yeah. Pentax <laughs> Put six four five. <laughs> I wanna Konica <laughs> Big Mini. I wanna <laughs> Photo Gods, please. It's funny though because it's true. Like when I was really like ready to pull the trigger on some like really good large format gear like the toyo field 45 just fell onto my lap like it literally fell out of the sky showed up at my door (laughs) and there it was you know what i mean so like that shit happens like it happens just let it happen and like you don't need to like it to be cool i mean hell yeah they're awesome and like you'll probably never need to buy another camera again if you have it but I feel like it, it's going to happen. Like, if you stick with it, if you want it, if it, you know, like, it's just going to happen. So true. At least that's what I'm saying. Please, please, <laughs> please let that, please. let that happen. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Yeah, Joan, this has been so awesome. Thank you for yeah. taking the time to join us. We're glad we got you on. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, this is like surreal like one week i met you next week i'm on analog talk like right what's next (laughs) that's how we do it that's how we do it john where can everybody check out your work so i have my website which is joan-michelle.com and then my instagram and everything else is joan michelle nice Timothy, what about you? All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related YouTube videos. I don't know. I think 2017 was the last time I posted a video. But uh, (laughs) just go to the search bar, type in Timothy.makeups. I promise some stuff's on the way. Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, and we have a Facebook page and a group you can join and share your work. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you again, Joan. This was so fun. Thanks, Joan. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. First off, we want to thank Joan for being on the show. Joan, thanks for talking about your schooling, your video work, your love for cameras, all that fun stuff. We really loved having you on the show. It was great getting to meet you. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. 
head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We have a bunch of tiers over there. We're going to be releasing shows on Mondays, two days early, starting at the beginning of the year. Um, we are still working on live streams. We realized that we can do live streams through Patreon. So we're, we're finally breaking down the kinks and figuring this whole thing out. And we're going to be doing live streams with Patreons only, along with starting a Patreon-only Facebook group. So you guys have direct contact with us with any questions. If you guys have any photography-related stuff you want to talk about, you will be in the group with Chris and I. So yeah, keep a lookout for that. That is all probably coming out right around the beginning of the new year, right when we release, you know, kind of our new season of shows after our Christmas break. So keep a lookout for that. If you haven't joined Patreon, think about joining. It's the best way to help our show. So yeah, guys, patreon.com slash analog talk. And until next week, we have a bunch of shows lined up before the end of the year. So get ready for that. Uh, Chris and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will see you next week. Later, guys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.